suppose I watch too many movies. Welcome to the Movie Ladder Podcast. We're all about cinematic connections. Each week we're discussing a movie that connects to the movie from the previous week's podcast. I'm Zach Brooks, and for the 149th time, I'm joined by... Brandon Fitzpatrick. Um, did you know I was going to use that as my I, I, line? I had, a, I had a feeling. I, I yeah. started grinning wildly when you did it. Yeah. Um, I, I had a feeling. I knew it was going to be something like that. Um, yeah. You know, there was another. There was another line that was like, "You're certainly the expert on all things cinematic." Yeah, exactly. Well. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we are thinking of starting things this week. Uh, last week we talked about Vanilla Sky, and this week, due to um, a, we'll come back to this. Due to some sort of yeah. connection, we'll be discussing some sort of connection, an, an ethereal connection. Yes, uh, we'll be discussing. I'm thinking of ending <laughs> things. Uh, 2020 movie. Uh, Netflix original, or I don't know if it's Netflix original, but it's only. I'm not sure it's a Netflix original. Yeah, I I don't think it's a Netflix original, but it is. I think it was intended to debut in theaters, and it came out on Netflix due to pandemic and all that. Okay, all right. Well, uh, yes. So we're talking about that movie. Uh, You can see it on Netflix, or I don't know, Mm -hmm. you might be able to find it other places if you have illegal means. Uh, Then at the end of the episode, we will discuss and uh, decide on our next movie based on suggestions sent in by you, the listeners, and us, your hosts. Uh, we'll be spoiling what we can about I'm Thinking of Ending Things. So if you haven't watched it, uh, there's a timestamp in the description of this podcast if you want to jump ahead or you can go watch it on Netflix. It's a thought-provoking movie, I guess you could say. Um, and then mm-hmm. come back and listen to us talk about it. Um, and as always, submit your feedback to us, ratings, questions, comments. Let us know what you think of the movie we pick for next week. At Ladder Movie on Twitter and Instagram. And the movieladdergmail.com is the email address to send Brendan your feedback. And Absolutely. follow us on Letterboxd. The movie ladder on Letterboxd. So, uh, yes, I did say we'll come back to that. Brendan, I was realizing this week, I, I feel like mm-hmm. in a kind of a haste we picked this movie because originally you said you thought it was something else. You had the wrong title in there. I think we're right. I think we got the right movie, though. I think yes. we definitely got the right movie. But I was thinking this week, like, why did we? Th- I could not think of why we picked this movie besides mm-hmm. it just being a weird movie. Um, I think that, that you know, it's definitely a... Um, you know how how memory affects us um sort of movie it's a very ethereal all right how the i think movie this is going to be that. our most i mean it's it, and maybe this is like we're just doing you know weird movies i would i would call but... this i would call this memories shape a life all right well we'll find out when we get to connections but i just yeah. was thinking over the weekend before i even watched this movie i was like I cannot think of why we picked this movie. Like, usually I can be like, all right, we picked it for, like, I can give you some... It's a very thematic connection. I, th- I think the thematic connections are there. All right. I definitely Good. do. I'm glad that you think so. I definitely um, think so. Cool. All right. Um, well, yep, so we're going to be talking about I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, and, yeah, Instagram, follow us on there, because we're putting content sometimes on there. Um, yep. Brandon, what is the best thing you watched this week? Well, um, Zach, I am happy Brandon. to report that I saw a movie this weekend. Oh, nice. And it is my new number one movie on Letterboxd. Ever or Uh, for the year? For the year. For the year. It is my number one movie, new number one movie of 2022. It was really tough to bump uh, a few things on my list down. But congratulations, Batches of Inishirin. You are now my number one movie of 2022. Uh, this film, directed by Martin McDonough, starred Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Zach, I need you to see this film as soon as possible. Oh, really? And no. you will understand why yeah, when okay. you see it. This movie okay. is incredible. It's funny. It's sad. It runs the gamut of emotions. 
it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful setting. Um, it's about two friends, and I don't really want to tell you much. Are they more. named Zach and Brendan? Is that what they are not named Zach and Brendan, unfortunately. But one of the one of the actors is named Brendan. Okay. So you uh, know, there you go. Next question. <laughs> so I've never seen In Bruges, uh, or In Bruges. In Bruges. Bruges, yeah. Sorry, you do Olin. not need to. Don't see yell at me, Olin. Don't yell. No, no, no. I'm sorry. In, for no, in, in fucking Bruges, yeah. uh, you do not need to see In Bruges. It is the same two lead actors and the same director, mm-hmm. but it it has no actual plot connection to In Bruges. It's just it's sort of how like um, none of Christopher Guest's movies actually tie together. They just have right, a lot of the same. I've also here. I also just clicked on Mark McDonough's. Uh, yeah. I've also never seen Seven Psychopaths, so I've only uh, seen Seven Psychopaths. Movies. I liked a lot. Um, in Bruges, is much much better. Okay. Uh, um, Banshees of Inisherin only in theaters. I'm assuming. Correct. Only in theaters. Um, I thought about putting it on my list this week just because I do think there are some thematic connections to it from this one, but I'll be leaving it off of my. I also have a movie that's only in theaters. Uh, mm-hmm. that's on my also rans list. Uh, also rans a term that was used in. In there you go. things um that but you know it, it's only in theaters that i will i will mention but, but yeah um if you can get out to the theater to see this awesome if you feel comfortable doing so uh take a friend it's a really good movie to see with a friend i saw it uh, by uh, myself right. mm-hmm. um at the afi silver and silver spring but me and the six or seven people i was in the theater with definitely went on a journey with this movie um it's a little. It's about two hours long, and it's it's just really great. Um, I I absolutely loved it. Um, nice. and I I hope people check it out. I know it'll probably be streaming before the end of the year because it's that sort of movie where yeah, it's only well, it's like forty five day. Isn't a forty five day theatrical window now or something? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So it's you know it'll be streaming right around uh, Christmas time. So I definitely I definitely think people should check it out. Nice. I will try to get to it in the theaters. Uh, although you're coming to visit this weekend, so I don't know yeah. when I'm going to get to. Theaters, yeah, I don't know either. Sometimes. Um, uh, nice. Well, yeah. I'm glad that it was number one. I was a little worried when you were saying a new number one from 2022 is a movie you watched this weekend. I was a little worried you were going to say Weird. Because uh, <laughs> absolutely weird. not. I mean, I did no. enjoy Weird. Weird no, is a not. very fun movie, but no, it is not. Uh, it is not. It is not in the new top ten. But, Weird um, was I, one of the contenders for this podcast this week, and I actually think we would have had a ton to talk about because I yeah. like, really did not like weird very much i thought it was uh, really really fun but yeah you know i, I think maybe i was just in was. like a sourpuss mood when i saw it but i was what? like this is no. stupid you never yeah, occasionally um yeah, i don't know i just i didn't do it for me uh <laughs> but let's talk about something that did do it for me so i got a couple contenders awesome. um i feel like i've talked a lot about how my harry potter reading experience i'm not gonna bore everybody with my harry potter movie watching experience mm. but i am two movies into the series um Excellent. And I do know one of the actors that we'll be talking about today does pop up at some point in movies I haven't seen in the Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know who he plays and I have some theories, but uh, yes, mm-hmm. I will not, I will not talk about that. Uh, so I'm going to talk about, I finally watched the uh, French musical from 1967, Young Girls of Rochefort. Uh, Fantastic. And I know you watched it a couple weeks ago. Um, very much like I, I described this as summer loving in France, uh, mm-hmm. lots of different relationships, misconnections, um, and it is a French musical. If you've seen, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Uh, uh, umbrellas or Sherbert. Yeah. yeah. Um, very similar. I think I liked Umbrellas a little bit more than this. I just thought it was a little I, more I emotional. Did too. I did yeah. Too. Yeah. But this one is very fun. Both of those movies heavily influenced La La Land. Like now that I've watched both Absolutely. of these, I do want to watch La La Land again. The opening of Young Girls uh, was basically the same opening scene from La La Land. Mm. 
And there are a couple uh, of dance scenes that are specifically very similar. Um, uh, Jacques, Jacques Demy is the director of uh, Young Girls of Rushfort. Um, stars George Chikaris from uh, West Side Story, which I was yes. very surprised by. Absolutely loved him in this. Um, he's fantastic. And yeah. Gene Kelly as and well. And Gene Kelly, yeah. Um, no, it's, I thought it was a very fun movie. Um, I, you know, very bright, colorful, um, and... Like, I think it'd be a good, like, it'd be a fun stage performance mm-hmm. to see. Although, if I guess if I saw it on stage, if it was in French, I would be, like, when they do the opera and they have the subtitles at the opera that you can read. Um, I think digital, I guess, I've never actually seen a, an opera in another language, but I think I've seen that they yeah. do that. Um, and, and, yeah, I, 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 I thought uh, the music was similar mm-hmm. to La La Land as well. So, you know, For just sure. very much inspired La La Land could be a good connection if we ever did La La Land. Either of these French musicals could be good. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to only mention the two male leads. Uh, the two female leads who are actually the two main characters of uh, Young Girl, the titular Young Girls of Rushmore are uh, Catherine Deneuve and Francois Dorliac, um, are both both fantastic. Just really, really uh, I was worried about the pronunciation, so I just didn't. I, I just went for it. <laughs> um, one of them, Francois Deloriac, uh, did she die right when the movie came out, I believe? Uh, uh, could yeah, have been. She, I'm, I'm she died, sure. like, in June of 1967, so like very close, oh, either, wow. like, right before this movie came out or right after this movie came out. Um, and she plays Solange. So, um, yeah, it's the two sisters. Yes. This movie. So They're fantastic. Yeah. yeah, very fun. It's streaming on Criterion and HBO Max if you're looking for something mm-hmm. fun to watch this weekend. Um, I would recommend it. And, uh. We'll find out if we would recommend I'm thinking of anything. Should we just hop into that one? Absolutely. I think we can. I think we can uh, think of beginning things. All right. So uh, this one is, again, from 2022 – or 2020. Sorry. Now mm-hmm. it's 2022. Uh, directed and written by Charlie Kaufman. Um, so Charlie Kaufman has written more than he's directed, but he has directed a few movies. Um, one that's very similar to this that I've seen called Synecdoche, New York from 2008. Mm-hmm. And another one, Anomalisa. Uh, and, uh, but he's written a whole bunch of stuff, including Adaptation, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yep. Uh, uh, he, he wrote Being John, John Malkovich. Malkovich as well, yep. I believe. Yeah. Yep, that was, that was the other big one. So And, mm-hmm. and the three that he directed, he wrote. Uh, right. And, oh, uh, and Stars... of the Dangerous Mind, which I also really like. Yeah, I, I think that's not one that gets mentioned as movies. That mm-hmm. yet. Really great cast, and yes. I, I really liked it. So uh, this one, speaking of cast, stars Jesse Buckley and mm-hmm. Jesse Clemens, the two Jessies. Among other, they're a, they're a uh, young couple that goes to visit his family. And um, Brendan, I've seen this before, but so I, I will tell you what I thought. But uh, <laughs> why don't you tell me what this movie, what the hell this movie is about? Okay, so here's a few things. Um, this Start movie, Start this big. movie, big picture, to me, on my first viewing, felt like. Basically, what we were talking about last week with Tom Cruise and possible theories about why he's seeing the things he's seeing in Vanilla Sky, mm-hmm. that this these are basically the memories of a elderly man who is about to die. Mm-hmm. And he's going back through his memory of this happy time in his life and trying to piece it all together. And that's why the memories and what we see and what we experience throughout the course of the film are so disjointed and why sometimes they don't make sense. And sometimes they it's like very dreamlike. Sometimes they're very dreamlike. Sometimes what someone's wearing, what someone looks like, what someone mm-hmm. is surrounded by change in a flash. Mm-hmm. 
And so that was something that once I picked up on that this movie was doing, that basically this entire movie was some kind of like manifested memory uh-huh. that I basically, Zach, I got up off my couch and I moved to the edge of my coffee table <laughs> so that I could watch the movie more closely Ah, yes. and pay nice. attention to all the changes that were happening a lot more closely. I was uh, like, at what point? At what point did you realize what was going on? Um, right after the dinner scene. So right uh, after they got up from the table, the first dinner scene, the first dinner scene, yeah. So because they do come back yeah. to the dinner table after the they yeah, show yeah. like the, the fake, first, yeah. um, the fake Robert Zemeckis movie in by right. the middle of this movie, right, and right, then right. they come back to the dinner table and everything is a lot different at that point. Right. Was it that point or was well, it the it was, first dinner scene? It dinner was scene? so. This is this is going to be very confusing. So this whole podcast is going to be confusing. First, confusing, when so. so Jesse Buckley and I'm sorry, let me say the characters' names because so Jesse Buckley character. doesn't have a uh, so you get a pass because right. Jesse so Jake Buckley and, just plays Jake a young and Jesse. Woman. We'll say yeah. Jake and Jesse just so right. we don't mix up the two Jessies. So okay. Jake and Jesse are traveling to meet Jake's parents for the first time. They've been dating for six or seven weeks. They can't really remember quote unquote how long they've been dating. But it and changes. They, the, how long they have that changes in their story. Like everything so, changes. And that's, that's one thing about this movie are changing. Yes. Yeah. So basically, the whole narrative of this film is changing throughout. And there's a point where they get to the farmhouse and they walk inside and they meet Jake's mom and dad, played by the great David Lewis and Tony Collette, um, who play mother and father. They don't have actual names. Either. So I think Jake's the only named character in this movie. Probably. Correct. So uh, from what I can find, yeah. From what besides, I'm the, besides the characters um, within the Robert Zemeckis movie, within the movie, so, those characters do have names. So there's a there's a scene where they they get to the farmhouse and they go inside and they're waiting for mom and dad to come down the stairs, come down the stairs, come down the stairs, and they're waiting and waiting and waiting and they finally do, and they're both like a little older, a little gray haired. David Thewlis has like thinning white hair, and they meet and greet each other. They say hi. They talk about things. And then the scene goes to a scene where they say, let's go eat dinner. And they go into the dinner table, and Tony Collette looks much younger, and so does David Thewlis. David Thewlis now has black hair that is thinning, mm-hmm. but it's like his regular hair. And he no also has like a, the, and they never explain why, but he has a Band-Aid over his right eye. Right, and then it changes. Point. And it then changes it changes. Left, left when, they, yeah. when they move to the living room, it changes. Yeah. So it's... That's when I started to pick up on what this was, which is because throughout throughout the first like 30 to 45 minutes of this movie, we're also getting intercut for reasons that we don't know yet with scenes of a high school janitor moving throughout the school, cleaning up the school. Yes. So, and uh, yeah. go ahead, you finish and then I'll. And we, we never learn his name, but we can assume based on the through line of the film, that this is Jake. Yeah. And so, that we are experiencing his memories of his life as he's thinking back on his life while he's cleaning this school. Yeah. And yeah. so I, uh, the first time I saw this movie, I'll read you my letterbox review from uh, okay. November 10th, 2020. Um, oh, wow. Almost two, exactly two years ago. Uh, nice. Two years and two days. So I think this movie probably came out right around that time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're almost at the two-year anniversary, if I'm thinking of anything. Uh, and all I said was, what? Tony Collette was great. I maybe uh, understood it, or maybe I'm going crazy. 
Or so, maybe both. Maybe yeah. both, dude. Because I was completely confused by this movie the first time I saw it. Tony Collette is fantastic. David Thewlis is fantastic. Um, I absolutely. This is the thing is I I absolutely was blown away by this movie in the moment. And the more I sit with it, the more I'm starting to think about like sort of the narrative flaws in the structure that don't quite match up with what I think the movie wants us to be going for. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me in some degrees that Jake, so if Jake is our main character and these are his memories, but but our POV character throughout the movie is Jesse Buckley's Jesse. Right. So so it's very confusing when and very jarring when we we start to realize that she's not actually a character with agency in her own narrative. Right. You know so let I mean? me let me jump in with some okay, stuff. Okay, go for it. Go All right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the first thing is, I do think this movie hits a lot differently on a rewatch because mm-hmm. at least for me, I did not realize what we were watching was this old man's memories as mm-hmm. I'm watching it the first time. I was just confused. And the whole movie, I was just confused. And then we get like the big dance number at the end, right. like the musical number, which really confused me. It's a um, dream ballet. That's what happens in, sorry, we can get that. Go ahead. And so, um, but on the rewatch, the very first thing I noticed is the first scene we're seeing, we're seeing the old man from the window watching them get in the car to go see Jake's parents. And there's a brief second where if you don't know, you would not be looking for it, but the back of his head changes from the old man to Jake. Mm -hmm. And if you pick up on that, it clues you in right away what you're watching. Exactly. I mean, unless you're looking for it, you wouldn't notice it. Um, And, you know, some of, some of what I picked up on the second time does come from like listening to other podcasts, listening to people talk about Mm -hmm. this movie and kind of their experience. But you know, the the things changing, I definitely noticed that, and it's got kind of like a horror movie feel at times. Absolutely, too. yeah. Um, Especially with everything with, like, the basement and yes, the room the basement scratches and on the, it. And just, she like, sees a picture on the wall, and it looks like her, not like Jake, and it's, like, really weird. Yeah. yeah it's, so, and her name keeps changing, right? right. Her name, so she, sometimes she's referred to as Lucy, Lucia, Lucia, uh, Lucia. And then after Lu- they leave the Lu- parents' Lu- house, it's also. Amy. Because um, oh, he calls her Ames. I didn't he calls her Ames in the car when they're fighting. And okay. she's like, Amy, is that my name? That doesn't oh, right. sound right. And there's yeah. also an Yvonne who's a character yeah. in the movie, but at one point she gets a call from Yvonne. Right. Like the the names also show up on her phone as people that are calling her. So right. there's kind of like there's I think there's a couple ways to look at this. One is this is the representation of like what could have been with one person, right? Mm-hmm. There's they tell the story about when Jake um was at the bar and they were playing trivia right. and he talked to her. Right. And there's a lot of references to like, he thought I was hot and I had to, like, she tells a story about like, he thought I was hot and I had to make up. I had a boyfriend to get him right. away from me. Like, so all Did of this is like, not. he's thinking yeah. back to like what could have been with this woman that he saw at the bar. Or, or this could be a whole bunch of experiences with different girlfriends that he's had throughout right. his life. And he's kind of combining them into one story. And that's why the time is shifting and exactly. the ages of his parents are yeah. shifting. And, and she changes too because like her clothes and her hair and her earrings and everything about her changes scene yeah. to scene as the things around her are. Right. So, and that's the stuff that I picked up more on this second watch mm-hmm. than the, the first watch. I was just like, for me, I just, the first time I really couldn't get into this because I was just so confused what was going on. And I just didn't quite know what this movie was. I had just recently watched Synecdoche in New York, which is mm-hmm. kind of similar in 
be kind of confusing narrative and some of the themes mm. that it plays with. And maybe that's what we'll be watching next week. Um, I do like that movie a little bit better than this, but both movies are pretty odd. Um, but on the rewatch, there's just a lot of like lines and themes. I wrote down a whole list right. of like weird patterns in this movie this time. And I just think like there's there is there is a lot of value on rewatching this movie. I still don't think it's. I think it has I think, a lot of rewatch Yeah, it's, I don't think this movie's very good. Um, I think I still that, really I think like that it, the, I think this is the rare the rare movie where I think if I rewatch it, I think it's actually ironic. I think it will live better in my memory than if I were to actually rewatch it. Because I and think, I think that's actually a really great thing about this movie because it's like a very like metatextual right. piece of this that this movie is all about memory. And when you think about this movie as exactly. being about memory, when you think back to your memories, like your memories are not vivid pictures like what you see in movies. Your memories are weird jumbled in people's locations mm-hmm. and, you know, like the where was the where was the Band-Aid or what were they wearing? Like that all mixes up. Right. I think that stuff and is really effective in this movie. That's I why I some... thought that our title connection could either be something like a memorable life or an imagined life. Or... Oh, I do like a memorable life. Yeah, like, well, does that, is that, because Spoiled because because Sky, all of the you know. everlasting stuff in Afterlife with with Vanilla Sky was all yeah, about that, his, I don't want to like, spoil imagine... Vanilla Sky with our title. spoilers for Vanilla Sky, but yeah, you know. um, yeah, yeah. yeah I do think like like yeah. memory something about memory could be interesting. Yeah. Memories are know. made of this. Yeah, we'll we'll get, we'll get to it. I feel like we we'll usually, get to it. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Get to it. Um, I do think like there's some really interesting like thematic lines in this, right? Like you know the that the uh, Jesse Buckley character's job changes a lot. And at one point yep. she says that she's you know she's a researcher of different types throughout this movie. Yeah, she's and one a of the researchers she's a yeah yeah one of the researchers that she is is a researcher who deals with aging. Yeah, and she has the line, "Our society is repulsed by aging." Absolutely, and I think for a movie that is so much about aging and maybe the aging part is what we connect to because yeah. there is like a whole thing about aging, you know, in, in Vanilla Sky, there's a theme about aging, but even before we get to the last act of the movie, you know, he's tearing out uh, right. gray hairs and things like that. Um, and this movie is so much about Jake aging and his parents aging. Yep. And that line really sticks out to me. Our society is repulsed with aging because the way that aging is presented in this movie is not from a glamorous light. It is no, from... it's painful because yeah. we don't want to think about our parents getting older and getting sick and getting mm-hmm. like unable to care for themselves. Like it's awful. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been dealing with some stuff like that with my mom where I'm like starting to have to worry about like some like, you know, health stuff when that I never thought I would have to like start thinking about, but it's like, Oh yeah. I'm getting older, which means she's getting older and she's getting to, you know, that she's getting to an age where I have to start thinking about this stuff. Right. And you, know? you have to think about your own age, right? Like Jake is in addition to his parents, exactly. he's also, he's an old man. And I yep. do think like the time shifting element of this is pretty interesting in this movie mm. because of how quickly his parents' ages shift. Now it is because it's right. his memory, but the fact that his mom can go from young and, you know, picking up the laundry yep. to old and can't make her way through the room and like right. his, you know he's feeding her that happens in just a couple a matter of minutes right and, and that's how memory minutes, works right like, and when don't... you think back you're like mm-hmm. oh i remember when i was a kid and now all of a sudden i'm 40 years old or i remember when exactly. i was when my parents were young and all of a sudden now they're you know we're getting them retirement homes like that yeah. kind of stuff like the way that that goes quickly i do think is um it's you know, it works thematically mm-hmm. for sure i think it does too yeah and i think it works really well visually too like i was 
that was like when I was most engaged in the film was the 30 to 45 minutes we spent in the house mm-hmm. with the parents. And Did all you ever of think those... that this was going to turn into like a weird uh, horror movie? No. Okay. No. I, I, I Once I realized that it was all like memory, I thought that we were going to be spending the rest of the movie there. I didn't expect us to actually leave the house. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was all going to be like just there throughout the rest of the movie. But I, I really enjoyed those 30 to 45 minutes we spent at the house, mostly because I thought that, that, that David Thewlis and um, Tony Collette as the mom and dad had the best chemistry with both of those actors in Jesse Buckley and Jake and Jesse Plevins as Jake is that the scenes with the four of them were definitely the best best scenes in the movie. Yeah. I think um, the first watch is interesting, you know, in my memory, mm-hmm. in like my memory of this movie, like you talked about is interesting. My memory and then looking back at my letterbox review, like I did remember Tony Collette being the standout. Yeah. This time yeah. I actually thought like, I actually thought all four of the leads were really good yeah. in all, actually all five, including the janitor. But I think for the parents, I was more drawn to the David Thewlis character this time mm-hmm. than the Tony Collette character because he's the one who's a little bit more lucid. He's the one who's still right. alive through this movie. Um, and he's telling them, you know, he is, I mean, he's, he's listening. He's having memories. He has yeah. dementia issues, but just like the energy he brings, especially when he's mm. younger and more vibrant. I just think like, it's a really good role for him. And one, yeah. I mean, I've seen David Thewlis in some things, but not, I mean, I'm about to watch him in a whole bunch of movies, it seems. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I remember him from Fargo and things like that, but mm. um, I just think he brings, he brings like a very natural energy to this and, um, yeah. You know, both both parents are, are well cast, and I think like they, you know, the performances of this is is probably like my favorite part is just how well this movie is um, is acted. Yeah, one of the one of the three lines throughout this movie also is that so Jake lives on Jake and his parents um, grew up on a farm, and at various points, um, Jesse Buckley, the the girlfriend, also at various times says she grew up on a farm, but may or may not have. Mm-hmm. Um, but depending on which girlfriend she is in the moment. Um, but the, that leads into this whole thematic underlaying of... So the, the janitor at the high school is enthralled by the high school theater production putting on a production of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma is threaded throughout the movie. When um, Jake and Jesse turn on the radio... The only signal they can find is a radio broadcast of the musical Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, how much do you know, or are you familiar with the musical Oklahoma? Nothing. So the musical Oklahoma is about basically it is about a love triangle between a cowboy, a ranch hand, and a young ingenue named Lori, who basically doesn't really want to be with either of them, but gets, for lack of a better term kowtowed into falling quote unquote falling in love with curly because the dastardly ranch hand who lives on the ranch is such a vile piece of trash who basically tries to assault her and curly comes and saves her and that's when she falls in love with him and then Mm -hmm. they go off and get married and there's a whole thing but the dream ballet the ballet you see in the high school stairwell Right. is the act that's called a dream ballet and at the end of act one Lori is sitting in a swing or somewhere on stage depending on the production 
and falls asleep before she's supposed to go to this big dance with Curly because she decided to go. And the dastardly ranch hand, Judd, in the dream, basically attacks Curly and kills him. Mm -hmm. And then when she wakes up, Judd is there and drags her off to the dance. And it's interesting. So, Judd is a and a J name, like yeah, Jake. Judd is a J name. And what yep. was what is her name? Lori. And that's an L name. Yep. So uh, we've got Luisa, Lucy, Lucia, Lucia. Yeah. Um, so another L name. So that's definitely. I mean, right. they kept giving her L names. That seems pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. But yeah, um, I I have done probably. If I count five or six different productions of Oklahoma, it, it seemed like when I was doing summer stock. Deliberate is the word I was looking for. There Sorry. you go. Good. Yeah. Very deliberate. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to go past it. <laughs> I was I'm, I was having a moment like David Thulis in this movie where I'm sitting there I'm like, what's the uh, word? What's the word? Uh, yeah, deliberate. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. But um, yeah, so I throughout my theater experience, I probably did five or six different productions of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of my favorite ones to put on. But, like, because the songs are all really great. The songs are fantastic, but the storyline is pretty, like, icky because all of the agency of Laurie as a character is basically taken away in the love triangle. And, Was Laurie a memory in that, yeah. uh, in that movie? Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is there, a, I don't even know, is there a movie version of Oklahoma? I didn't there know is. That came out in, I believe, 1956. It's probably going to come up later as a connection. Mm -hmm. um, it's not particularly good. Okay. Um, yeah. But I've seen it. Um, there is a stage revival of Oklahoma starring Hugh Jackman that I know people really love um, oh, as Curly. Another but, name, Logan. There you go. But I'm kind of over Oklahoma as a thing. Um, but there are some really great songs. But you don't more need to of, see More of a Texas fan than an Oklahoma yeah, fan, huh? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think that's... That's definitely, you know, an interesting, and I'm sure that adds some richness to this movie. There are so many pop culture references throughout, some mm -hmm. that I didn't catch, and I've just been, you know, again, I listened to a bunch of podcasts about this movie when it came out back in 2020, so I did have a little bit of that background, even though I've, mm -hmm. uh, memory, I've forgotten some of them. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, the film podcasts that we always shout out did do some pretty interesting episodes on this, yeah. so I would recommend. There's After this, our podcast, too, the Big yeah. Picture episode, the yeah. Slash Film episode are both really good. Um, but... They do point out that, um, so at one point, I'll call her uh, Lucy, but, you know, whatever we want to call her, female lead. Uh, they're driving back from the parents' house before they mm -hmm. stop at the, like, Dairy Queen-type place. And um, she she's going to monologue about a woman under the influence. They're talking about the movie. Yes. Uh, Goddard movie. Which I saw a couple years ago, yeah. Goddard. No, it's not Goddard. It's um, uh, Cats and Vettys. Yeah, Cats and Vettys. Thank you. Cats and Vettys, starring Jenna yeah. Rollins, who we saw in... Uh, Moshi in the notebook? Yeah, the notebook. And notebook, the notebook di yeah. directed by uh, Nick Cassavetes. Yes. So there you go. Uh, I did write that on as a connection. Yep. Um, and she's giving this monologue about why she didn't like the movie. And um, I think it does talk about the agency. It's a Pauline Kale review. Yeah. Yes. So it is word for word a Pauline Kale review. Um, and I thought Pauline that was Kale fantastic. Is a, is a movie, is a, is a yeah. movie reviewer has some pretty, I would say, like, hot takes. Yeah, like she's kind of hot take for... Uh, for movie reviews, like I think she's written some that are like, was it like Citizen very, Kane that she wrote one? That was, yeah, it was a very like scathing review of Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of movies that we've covered on this podcast, mm -hmm. um, you know, so like there's stuff like that. There's just like pop culture things layered in, and especially if you're thinking about, you know, Jake. We see Jake's childhood bedroom. And it's got all these movies in there. Mm -hmm. and, 
um, different board games. We don't see movie posters on the wall for once. We no. do see just, you know, elements of pop culture in his childhood bedroom. And so mm-hmm. this is a guy who, you know, we're led to believe grew up liking movies. You know, probably a woman of the influence came out around the time that this character was a child. Um, and probably read that review and we're just seeing like this, like she's reading this and it, it is like a dream, you know, like when a, when there's something that you see earlier in the day and then in your dream, this thing like, this thing comes in. Yeah, and one of the other things that I found was really interesting, like at various points she talks about how she's also an artist and does like, whether it's photography or landscape painting or there's a few different iterations of like what she does with her art. And there's this whole creepy thing about the basement and what's in the basement. And can you Mm -hmm. go down to the basement? Can you not go down to the basement? And she goes down there and what she finds are all of these paintings and photos, but they're all signed by Jake. Mm -hmm. Which didn't make a lot of sense to me in the moment. But I don't, so like, what did did you take from that? Um, I don't know, I mean... I think it's just kind of these things being mixed up in his head. You know, I think there's like either on the surface, what I think is like one of the women that he's thinking about was an artist. Right. And these are his memories of what those paintings were. So therefore they're by him. Or if you want to get really specific and say all of these females that he's seeing are like him thinking back to that one, like almost the sliding doors moment. Like had I met this one woman, like the one woman I saw in this at at trivia, this one night, if we're taking the trivia origin as the story, had I met her, maybe, you know, maybe it's a sliding doors type thing and he's imagining the different ways his life could have gone, but he mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about this woman. So this woman, right. in his mind, she could be an artist, she could be a waitress, she could be a researcher, you know, like some of the things that she says she's doing research on is just like, um, like well, nothing. I, like, they're, it's just like, mm, like nonsense that, that yeah. basically like some of the stuff that she's saying. And it's like, oh, well, if he's inventing in his mind that she's a researcher or remembering conversations with her about being a researcher, but it's like, mm. In his mind, it's now nonsense. Well, it's uh, funny because it's not like he's remembering his whole life that he could have had with this person. He's remembering a specific, like, less than 24 hours that he could have had with this person. And where he I takes think the them to meet his parents. And the thing that we're not and talking about is that the whole movie is inter-monologued from the woman, right? That's, so, and that, yeah, from... So, from Jesse's, whether yeah, it's that yeah. he's thinking back and imagining her wanting to break up with him... And right. her inner monologue of, I'm thinking of ending things, I'm thinking of ending things, I'm thinking of ending things. And I she think that's my time. biggest issue with the film, is that they, I didn't quite understand why the mon- why the inner monologue would be her inner monologue throughout the film, when it's supposed to be his story, unless it's like his insecurities. I think it's, I think it's his, his insecurities. insecurities, right. But it's um, like, it, did, it didn't quite work for me once I realized... Once I realized the trick of the movie, the inner monologue stopped kind of working for me. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of is it is like that he is, he was at a bar. Right. And, yeah. I, and I keep going back to this. And there might, this like might imagining be what she was this thinking. Is, this yeah. is the one that I keep going back to. Okay. Is he's in a bar, he sees this woman, he doesn't talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then he always is like, oh, I wish I would have talked to her that night. Like, or maybe, maybe he did. And maybe they dated and it broke up. But like he was too insecure to talk to her. So now he's like, well, like one side of his brain is like, we could have, we could have had the Jake experience where mm-hmm. I'm driving her and things seem fine. And we're going to be my parents. And the other side of his brain is saying, no, you idiot with this, what this experience would have been is she would have been with you and would have hated it and would have been wanting right. to get out of there the whole time. Okay. And like, so I think it is like, again, it's just like the, like the messed up stuff in his brain 
as he's thinking through things. Um, and I do think like whatever the ending, whatever you make of the ending probably determines this too. And so we haven't really talked too much about the ending. We haven't really talked too much about the ending. Yeah, Um, like the, not like the very end of this movie, like the last five minutes of this movie. There's a couple that, so did you watch all the way through to the credits? Um, To the end of the credits? Because there's something very specific. Okay. I do not think I did. And I feel like I remember hearing that when I saw it the last time and I totally forgot. So what happens at the very end? So, so let's, so let's go from, so the, janitor character jake if we're gonna say this is jake which we assume it is um gets out to his car it's good we didn't take we didn't actually mention the fact that this entire movie takes place in a blizzard yes it's it's like it's very fargo-esque like there's a lot of snow everywhere there is a lot of fargo Um, in this movie yeah i know there might be one last thing about fargo from being this movie um but yeah there's a lot of fargo um but so jake goes out to his car and or his truck and is attempting to get it started but instead at least my interpretation is starts experiencing symptoms of hypothermia and when you're experiencing extreme cold they talk about this with like hikers who climb snowy mountain peaks is if you start suffering from i can't remember it's hyperthermia or hypothermia when you start experiencing hypothermia, it's hypo. I think hyper is when you're yeah. hyper hot. is when you're too hot. So hypothermia, when you experience extreme hypothermia from cold, the last thing before you freeze to death is that you feel really hot mm-hmm. because you're because you're basically starting to over your body is starting to overcompensate and get basically get freezer burn, <laughs> which is why freezer burn burns, um, mm-hmm. and you start feeling really really hot. And you strip off all your clothes. Interesting. So, and that's and, and why I think he strips that off sense. all his clothes and goes back out into the snow. And well, so, so I I think there's a couple things. One is the last shot of the very last shot of the movie is a car covered in snow, not a truck covered in snow, correct. and it's also facing the other direction. So that both times I watched this was confusing to me because we see the old janitor Jake in a truck facing to the right. And at the end of the movie, the last frame of the movie is the car completely covered in snow facing to the left. Correct. And and if you watch through the credits, the screen goes from seeing the car clearly and then throughout the credits, the credits are overlaid with a fuzzy landscape image going back to the whole art landscape thing that Jesse was talking about throughout the movie of where you're seeing the exact perspective she talks about in the dinner conversation with um, the mother and father when they're saying, like, how do I see something without seeing something? Like, if I see a picture. Huh? Like, when they're talking about, like, how can you tell a picture's sad if you don't see a sad picture? Exactly. So what they do is they show you a sad picture without seeing a sad person in it because it's because of the way it's framed with the credits going across it. And it's out of focus, and it's really, like, deeply, like, moving. And then the credits end, and there's one last second where the car comes back into focus under the snow, and you hear the sound of an engine. And then it cuts to black. So what does that mean? No idea! That's why I was hoping you you watched all the way through. Uh, no. Um... (laughs) I yeah. Uh, I guess I should have included in that Netflix wasn't trying to start the next thing on. They, they were not trying to, to watch. start the next thing. Yeah. On. Um, yeah. I don't know, and I think that's where the movie kind of falls apart. 
for me. Like the idea right. of the movie. And if the idea is that, and we do have some theories, I know in the feedback, at least one about like what the end of this movie is. Mm-hmm. But if the whole movie is like this guy goes out to his car and to me, I keep thinking he's having a heart attack because right. he's like, and not having hypothermia, but he's like ripping his clothes off because it's like his chest is tight and he's trying to like right. get the tightness off of his chest. And then at that point, he like hallucinates the pig. He follows the pig into the, he's naked. He right. follows the pig right. into the school and like, you know, good on this actor for like this in this old man's body to be like, yeah. yep, I'll be completely naked. Like this is yeah. like not, you know, most people wouldn't want to be naked if they, I mean, maybe, maybe it's my own insecurities. I wouldn't want to be naked on screen looking like that. Um, and he goes into the school and then he's i don't know if this is from oklahoma but he's like accepting an award on stage on stage during during the production of oklahoma yeah yeah, everybody has these really creepy makeup or yeah it's stage makeup it's actual stage makeup oh it's because from state from the stage it would just look like wrinkles on your face but from Uh, the audience side it uh, looks like actual old people makeup. Like this is good. This is a good movie yeah, to have you on because yeah. you understand the, the theatrical yeah. parts of this. Yeah. To what was once completely. And then up. and then he sings a song from Oklahoma mm-hmm. on stage. He sings the you know um, the whole song where Judd has this whole soliloquy song where he's pining about how Lori doesn't love him and he's so alone and no one's ever gonna love him. So that also adds to what you were saying about how maybe all of this is his imagination of the people that he could have had. Not well, and you look at his look kids. at how his life started. Like look at how the movie started. Right, we see him at his apartment by himself, eating breakfast by himself, watching TV, right, and then going to work and clean. Like it's just like a very very sad movie. Right. Um, it like the in general like the yeah I guess it's like how do you see a, you know we're seeing a sad movie without seeing a person crying or being sad. Um, except we do see Jake be sad at his mom's yeah. side, so never mind. Okay. Um, and so it is like effective and evocative, and I do think like Synecdoche, New York, is another one that gets to some of these similar themes in an mm-hmm. interesting way, and is like just very, very similar to this. Um, both to both of these movies to me are pretty upsetting, um, and like mm-hmm. the more we're talking about this, like this just this the janitor's life, and it. I guess it's that's sad. Yeah. yeah, it's sad. And it's like, how many people do you pass on a, you know, like you're you're walking through a grocery store and you see a janitor who's an old janitor and it's like, you know, like how many people yeah. could you pass like in the yeah, in, in the world who's like, oh, there's like this person who has this lonely existence and is gonna die yeah. alone. Or like I, I don't know. It's just like it, yeah. the, the movie oh, ineffectively so but yeah, that way, it yeah. takes you down like really sad, really sad roads. Uh um, and takes you down sad roads of like regret and the sliding doors of like, oh, if I would have just like talked to this person or like if this if this relationship would have worked out, you know, like if we would have had a better time with my parents, like maybe we would have stayed together. And like there's right. it's I think the themes and the emotion and the vibes in this movie are really effective. Um, For sure. I just think like it doesn't I just it's it just is like yeah. it's not I, quite there. It's just like I, it doesn't it doesn't tie together. Yeah, I think that that's the thing for me as well. I think that, I think the movie's really ambitious. I yes, think the ideas it's it. going for are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the more I sit on it, the more, like, I don't know that it, it, it executed its premise to the degree that it thinks it did. Right. You know what like, I mean? There are movies that deal with like this, it, this theme. And I would be curious i i keep bringing up synecdoche new york but i would be yeah. 
I would like at some point if we don't pick it, I think like you, it's one I'd like you to add to your watch list. You don't have to watch yeah. it right away, but I would be curious how that one gets it. compared to this. Um, because yeah. I have you seen it before? I did. I saw it oh. when it came out back I in. Was talking I think it was around what, like, when was it? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I saw it when I was working in Allentown, and uh, we had a little movie theater attached to the theater that we would we would show independent movies between yeah. theatrical productions. And we showed Schenectady in New York. I know I saw it. I remember nothing about it. I mean, and so that's... It's about Philip people Seymour putting Hoffman. on a play, right? Um, so yeah, he's making yeah. a performance, yeah. like a like a, um, like an it's like a, like an art installation, yeah. basically, that people interact with. And it's about his commitment to the art installation, but it's also... Right. it's People compared to... Or maybe it was me. Um, they compared it a lot to the rehearsal, when the rehearsal yeah. came out, just kind of the art of the, re- of the show, the rehearsal with uh, gotcha. Nathan Fielder. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman giving great performance. Yeah. Um, that when one is a die? lot more dives a lot more into the theme of like aging and health issues, which was kind of what I was trying to talk around. But that's the and I think that's like a if you have any sort of issues around like getting older or your family getting older, like the stuff that that stuck out to me in this movie with that is like mm. very much forefront with Synecdoche, New York. Um, For sure. So, uh, um, do you think this movie plays with? Philip Seymour Hoffman in the in in the role of David Thewlis if that like if if he hadn't passed away. I don't. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I think like maybe. I guess. I guess I could see that. But I, I like the energy that the David Thewlis brings. I do David too. Thewlis I, I also really like. like I feel like David Thewlis like just how skinny and bony he is. He's got a weird menace as well. Yes. He's like got a different look to him. Well, you're like, not quite sure his intentions. Yeah. It's a little otherworldly, which I yeah. guess is good. You know, if he's going to play a wizard in a movie, uh, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a wizard. Little, I don't know. He's a little otherworldly. Um, and I touched on it, but I do think like the other part of this movie that hits me really hard, and I know we kind of touched on it with like you earlier, is like how quickly we're watching the parents um, degrade throughout this Absolutely. movie. I mean, yep. and then they degrade and yep. they get better and then degrade and. It's like that also is really upsetting for me. Yeah, it is absolutely um, upsetting. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's like full, like, I guess full disclosure. So like today is November eighth, and November eighth uh, was the day that my dad died when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, when I was seven years old. So nineteen ninety two. Um, so thirty years ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and he was young, yeah. but it, he was sick and he degraded over time. Um, over a couple mm-hmm. of years. I was too young to know what was going on, really. But it does, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, it's very interesting timing to watch this movie with right. today's date. Um, yeah, damn. So, it's... I, I wonder what movie it, we'll be watching December 19th when my dad died. Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to time that out. It's, it's something yeah. I didn't even... I, I didn't even really put the dates together yeah. until uh, until we were just talking about it. And, yeah. it, you know, November 8th is, like, always been a hard day in my family and then november 8th 2016 yeah. donald trump was elected and november 8th 2022 yeah. it's like the election is going on again and i'm just like oh my god november 8th is always awful uh there you go. but yeah it's uh so so like watching this movie last night and watching him by his mom's side which is like my yeah. mom is still alive and my mom is not elderly but like she will hopefully lives a very long life and will be elderly and like i could be in that jake position and i just feel like right. Again, like points to this movie for just like showing some very upsetting things without showing like they don't show the breakup in this movie, right? They never show right. the like actual sad thing that like right, would be right. the, you know in the notebook. The sad thing is the breakup, right? Like, right. Well, and then some of the other stuff. Um, 
but like I think that line that that the father figure says about like how can you sh- how can you make a painting that's sad if you don't show people that are looking sad is like this movie kind of a key to unlocking this that. movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and I really I like agree. that. So. Well, I think that we should get to listener feedback and help drive some more of this conversation. All right. Then I will save my other thing for my one last thing. Um, Excellent. Which is good because I didn't have a one last thing. All right. Listener <laughs> feedback. Uh, we start things off with Megan, the librarian. And uh, starts us off on an uplifting note. She says, I hated this. It's a real <laughs> slog to get through. I stuck with it out of hope that it would at least have an interesting ending. Uh, she's thinking of the ending. Uh, but it did not. One star for Megan. Uh, although I do believe that that was Megan's review from when this movie came out. Correct? I would be curious if she revisited it, if she had a different opinion. But I also wouldn't force a rewatch on anyone if, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do not think I will be watching this movie again. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But I, this is one I feel like I've, I did my two viewings. It's interesting. There, yeah. I don't know if I would do another. Um, yeah. But well, yes, uh, I, I think so. On the other side of, your, of the coin, your brother Aaron writes it. It says, four and a half stars, definitely a heavy movie that finds its moments to have levity and hope still. It's one that more and more is picked up on each time and why I love it and Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, my so brother did say when I texted him that we were watching. Why well, he saw it on Instagram, but uh, yeah. I was texting with him about this movie last night, and he said, "I said this movie is still very weird." And he goes, "I'm due for a rewatch of that." So my brother loves <laughs> this movie much more than Fair I enough. do. Um, and I do think like there is like he mentions the levity, and there are like some funny parts, like some like the yeah. writing is like the the Trivial Pursuit. It's genius. Oh, the edition. whole thing about genius, genius. That's an argument I've had with my mother, where she yeah. always calls it the genius Trivial Pursuit, and it's like. Ma, it's genius. Ma, genius. Um, yeah. We're a I, I always thought it was genius. Yeah. Or like when we come back from mm-hmm. the uh, from the Robert Zemeckis movie and they're sitting and watching, or they're sitting and eating the food, and then yeah. Jesse Buckley's character is picking up the plate. Yeah. None of the food has been touched. It is they all never like the, that's one thing I was gonna mention. They never actually eat the food in this movie. No, the hand except is for completely... the one bite of chocolate cake that Jake has. Okay. When they're um, on yeah, the couches and she brings it out and they do the whole big loaf of cake, he has one bite log. and that's the only bite of food you see anybody eat. Yeah, like they have corn on the cob and the cobs are yeah. completely full and she's picking up yep. plates, like completely full plates of food. And yeah, they never eat the blizzards that they get yep. from the Dairy Queen. Yep. Um, and I do think like they there's a funny part in this movie where Jake tells uh, the female character about the pig, coming home and seeing the pig mm-hmm. with the maggots crawling all over it. Yeah. And then they sit down to eat eat dinner and it's a ham and she just yep. looks at the ham with this like look of disgust on her face yeah um yeah there definitely is like some humor in this movie and there were like yeah. funny it is it's pretty funny written but it's definitely more to me it's more uh sad than funny for sure all right all right uh what does Owen have to say zach all right um sorry i was looking at my own notes just okay, to see this notes i want to connect on uh all right Owen says a right mixed bag all right mixed love- bag. Yeah, all right, mixed bag. Uh, love the domesticity uh, and awkwardness of the family interactions, mm-hmm. a kind of half warmth, half coldness of the young couple on a budding but not blos- but not blossoming relationship. You thought she was cold? You said she was cold? It's not nice. Yeah. It's not nice. Uh, <laughs> of the film was the parents, particularly mm-hmm. Lucy, Luis, interaction with the father. Oh, look at Olin. Uh, yeah. Actually marking interactions by name. Um, Good job. However, a lot of the other stuff fell flat. A dreamlike memory elements just pretty much bored me. I mean, I can dig such elements, being a big Lynch fan, 
but these elements flattened rather than elevated the movie for me. Uh, the Pauline Kale review of A Woman Under the Influence didn't really hit and felt a little indulgent. Also, the It's Baby, It's Cold Outside, I'm sure was a bit dated by the time it was released and felt light and trite. Uh, don't know how much they are influenced by the book. Uh, good point. Yes, this is based mm -hmm. on a book. I have no idea what the book would be like. Yeah, um, no idea. But I do feel like if the book is a the memories of a man who's about to die mm -hmm. and going through his life and that's kind of revealed at the end, I think that probably is like one of those things that works better written than... For sure. Um, um, and yeah, the, the baby it's cold outside debate is something that people have been having for 20 years now. So, you know, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's the point, right? Maybe this I is mean, it is. That, maybe this is the, a debate that he had at some point right. in his life and he's thinking back to it. Right. Um, and uh, here are the movie David Thewlis. Uh, delighted he kept his uh, Lancashire. Lancashire. Lancashire, yeah. Lancashire accent. And that Jesse Buckley lost the her carry one. Uh, found mm. his presence the most endearing and captivating. Yeah, it is interesting that he he's the only one with an accent in this movie, yeah. too. For sure. So, um, And one more thing, uh, that Robert Zemeckis film seemed fun. Yeah, that, that rom-com seemed like a good time. I was here for it. That was weird. I like Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Um, right. All right. Uh, and yeah, it was three from a one. Three out of five said that. Uh, Jim said, uh, I am thinking of ending things. Was an interesting ride. For much of the movie, I thought that I might that I might be following it. Two musical numbers at the end cured me of that delusion. <laughs> Four out of five from Jim. Hero, drugs. Ian Reed, who wrote the novel, and Charlie Kaufman, who wrote the screenplay, clearly had some good ones. Yeah. So um, are you interested in reading the book at all? No. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, I'm, yeah, I think I'm good on it. I don't know. I, I sort of, like, I feel like this is a... If I had read the book before seeing the movie, I feel like the book would probably be really interesting. Interesting. Um, okay. Also, like, and maybe adaptation will come up, but adaptation is all about ad adapting an unadaptable book into a movie, um, mm -hmm. which is what Charlie Kaufman had, had to do when he wrote that. All right, Alex O says, I liked this movie when I saw it a couple years ago, but it does meander a lot, uh, mm -hmm. which makes sense given how it's hallucinations of a dying, about-to-be-dying man. But overall, I found it a bit too sad to really enjoy. 3.5 out of 5. That's fair. Totally fair. Um, yeah, and I'm glad Alex is, I'm glad someone is on my side with the, you know, these are the memories or hallucinations of a dying man. I think that that's... I mean, I agree with you. I just okay. think the, yeah, the way he different. died is different. Yeah. And I do think, like, the fact that it's a different car, that when we see right. the third-person perspective at the very end, that mm. it's like, that it's the car that they, the couple was driving, and it's mm. pointed the direction that they were pointing, and it's not the truck that we see him die in, it just makes no sense. Right. It's a little off, yeah. If if the sh if the last shot of the movie was the truck completely covered in snow and it's like, see, he never got out of the truck. And oh, right, right. The truck, that would make sense. But the fact that it's a different vehicle is just like, wait, I don't know it's what you're saying. It's a little weird, yeah. That's fair. All right, uh, Stogon says, a lot of things can be done right in a movie, but if the story is shit, then the movie is shit. I failed to care enough about any character or twist to be invested enough. Is Jake the janitor? Are his parents and everyone else manifestations? Is what's-her-name slowly dying? These should be thrilling questions, but I only ever came back to one thing, the title. Why, if Charlie Kaufman was thinking of ending things, did he continue making this film? The writer-director mirrors his characters, not nearly as clever as he thinks he is. He really only has one good film, and even the most entertaining parts of this movie, the last 25 minutes, 
are stolen directly from other films. At least Black Mirror keeps it short and entertaining. One out of five stars from Stefan. Ooh, not a would fan. this be a better a Black Mirror episode than a movie? I think everything would be a better Black Mirror episode. I don't know. Black um, Mirror was started so good and then just has not. Sure. It has not hit the high high. I mean, this does. Rem- I mean, this did definitely have some Black Mirror elements. Um, mm-hmm. It would have been interesting um, as a Black Mirror episode. I think it definitely could be tighter as a movie, but I. I mean, you know. Yeah. If it doesn't, I, no, I definitely. You, you know, it does. It does. It does. I mean, it. I guess that it's effective in the way that it meanders. Like, it, I don't know, but it it definitely is meandering. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, what does Jenny have to say? All right. So uh, Jenny closes out and says, wow, I was really surprised to like this movie. I'm not sure why it's categorized as a scary movie. Is it categorized as a scary movie? Is it? I mean, I would say that it's a, what, psychological? It, yeah, it's a thriller. Drama. Yeah, psychological drama or yeah. creepy and eerie i mean i do think like the house stuff like is definitely does feel like a haunted yeah. house movie at some point it's true um and i mean if you're scared by the idea of aging and death absolutely and mortality yeah. i think this movie is definitely scary or as grandpa simpson would say death exactly uh so jenny continues i get that it's unusual but i was never scared for any character mm. uh you two are already going to talk about time and symbolism i'd like absolutely. to say that uh, it's about time someone called out Oklahoma for its toxic masculinity. Uh, Brendan yeah. did a little bit. Did um, a little bit. Like many R and H that Rogers and Hammerstein. Rogers and Hammerstein, yeah. Hammerstein musicals. It was awful for women. Why mm-hmm. anyone would find their musicals and Oklahoma specifically romantic is beyond me. This movie had the perfect take. Uh, four stars. Nice. So yeah, I agree. Um, nice Oklahoma can be pretty. Oklahoma is certainly a musical that hasn't aged well as far as the shitty, shitty love triangle with Curly and Judd. Um, mostly because, like, Lori doesn't want either of them, and she gets forced into picking one. Because <laughs> they're both kind of monstrous, but, you know, one of them actually tries to sexually assault her, and one of them doesn't. So he wins, you know. Um, um, yeah, anyway. I, I guess I won't be seeing that one. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that's 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 the you know non musical fine you know version of what it is. You know, it's right. not great. Well, what does that give us for an average? All right, uh, it is a two point nine two nine from the listeners. No, that's like a very odd, like a weird look. Yeah, it was like a two point. It was like a two point nine eight or two point. One eight nine seven or something like that. It was like a bunch of high numbers at the end, so I rounded mm-hmm. up the two and the nine. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and rate this film first. Um, this is weird, Zach. So I thought that I was gonna be a lot higher on this yesterday when I finished it than I think I am now that we've talked it through. Okay. Um, I thought that I was gonna come to give do. this like a four and a half stars. I thought that I was gonna, I thought I was gonna give it higher than Vanilla Sky, which last week I gave a four. Um, I think at the end of the day, I'm actually gonna hold on to more about Vanilla Sky than I am this movie. But I think they're very similar, and I think they're very close in what they're trying to do. I think that they both execute them what they're trying to do very well at times, and fail at what they're trying to execute at times. Um, but I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense that we did these two movies about 
memory and interaction and what we choose to hang on to about a relationship and you know moving forward um i think this this pairing makes a lot of sense and therefore i'm gonna keep my scores paired and i'm gonna give this a four as well oh cool all right um yeah you're a lot higher on this than me um i don't know i i am like all over the place on this movie which i guess is appropriate Mm -hmm. um i lean to a a, to a nine jesus i lean to a a nine yeah, I, uh, I, I lean at a I lean at a three, like all in, um, mm-hmm. because I do think like this movie is like very effective in some ways, but I don't, I really don't enjoy it, um, and I don't want to go back to it. Well, but I mean that's I think that's like there's like a something good about that that it has, right. Like, that doesn't mean it's not good just because right. you didn't enjoy it. Like a, like like another Tony Collette film that I greatly did not enjoy watching, but is like a fantastic movie like very Hereditary. Good connection to this, yeah, you know, good connection like um, Hereditary. Is... Yeah, I just I I feel like I need to be just below a three because three is kind of Ooh, my threshold for being like oh, it was okay. So I think I'm like a two point seven five, but wow. I will put it at two or two point seven four uh, so that I round down to two point five. Um, I don't know. I get what this movie is going for. It just doesn't accomplish it. Like it just needed another pass or something, and I don't know. It's just I don't dislike this movie, but I don't like this movie. Wow. So I don't know. That's fair. I'm, it's I'm not a one because I do think this movie brings some value, and I think 2.5 is probably one of my lower scores. You know, for movie. I yeah, mean, definitely I've got is. 2.5. I don't know. There's well, and you know what? I, I like that we're. I, I just saw you update the average. We're at a 3.14 is our average, which I do like that our average is pi. I feel like that. Yeah, is like, that is true. That's like a fitting weird score. Yeah, it is um, a fitting weird score for this, and I think the average of a three, the the average of a three makes a lot of sense for because. Everybody had good points on this week's feedback, and you know it's it's up and down. I would actually be curious if Jenny Jenny gave this on a, a four on her first pass. Mm-hmm. I would be curious for her to watch it again. I don't know if she ever will. So Jenny, and tell me if her rating goes up or down. So Jenny and Megan should both watch this movie again, and then and they, see, can meet, they can meet in the middle, middle at a yeah. three. Yeah, in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Or Nebraska, or whatever. Meet, meet me in Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, this is like I'm. I'm actually like, very glad we did this, and I wasn't necessarily yeah. like last night. I wasn't like I was. I was like, how the hell are we going to talk about this movie? And mm-hmm. we've talked for a while about it, and I think we've done a good job. Um, I've thought of we, some other connections to other movies and stuff. So I think like mm-hmm. this movie does give you. It's not disposable. Um, right. I agree. It's not disposable. Yeah. So. Um, let me go ahead and do my speaking of which let me do my hero of the movie real quick because we didn't really talk about this and neither did any of the feedback like we really focused on the performances of tony collette and david thulis in this but i really thought that the performances of jesse buckley and jesse plevins j and j were really fantastic i think they're both really good exciting young actors yeah um i really love them both separately and different things they've done um, especially with Jesse Clements, who, you know, you and I first got to know as freaking Todd in Breaking Bad. Right. Um, many people got to know in Friday Night Lights before then. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make them my hero of the movie. I think this is really a showcase for what the two of them are capable of as actors, and I think they're really, really, really good at it. And I would I hope that they both made uh the rigors 35 under 30 actors. I think they're they, older than 30. Aren't they they so I don't know. I think they're, I think they're like, both older than 30. I'm well, sure I Jesse Clemens is. So 
I'm going to give it to Jesse and Jesse. So Jesse, J and J. All right. Yep. Um, hmm. I'm going to give it to the janitor. Because nice. this is like a pity hero of the movie. Don't tell oh. him it's a pity hero. Unsung heroes. Yeah. Um, the working But class. I mean, like uh, the guy, uh, another J, right? Jesse, Jesse, yeah. and the janitor. Um, I don't know. The guy, the guy deserves a deserves he a. Deserves he seemed like yeah. a good guy, and I just feel bad for him. Right. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go to connections. Uh, so you know, we talk kind of just vibes from this movie. Um, yep. I do think like another connection is they do go. You know, this is a this is a tangential connection, but they do go to that Dairy Queen and get get uh, burrs, not blizzards. It's blizzarding yeah. outside. It's burring in here, which yeah. that line did make me laugh. Uh. I can only assume that the base ice cream for those burrs was vanilla. Yeah. So we have a vanilla they? connection. Did they? Um, I mean, maybe we have, maybe we work vanilla into the title, like a vanilla memory. Vanilla memories or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, cause I just don't want it to be too, uh, I don't, I don't want somebody to see the title and have uh, any elements of vanilla sky spoiled for that. Right, right, right. That's fair. Um, and vanilla I, I landscapes. Also, vanilla landscapes. Yeah. Vanilla. Um, I mean, there was art in both movies, right? We did have yeah, like the there art was, landscape, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sad landscapes, maybe. Landscapes of memories. Landscapes of memories. There we go. I like that. I like it. Everybody right. listening to this podcast already knew that was what we we're going to choose. But <laughs> landscapes of memories. Uh, I like it. Good. Yep. Um, I also wrote down creepy masks as another connection. Um, I, with the theatrical. Yeah. I have a couple um, of those. The theatrical. Like I don't know. The theatrical makeup and his. Yeah. Did we actually have any masks in this, or was it? Did I write that down just for the makeup at the end? No, it was mostly just the makeup and all that. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. Uh, what about connections to other movies? Uh, so I think uh, we uncovered some big, like some big connections to the Notebook. Yeah, big connections to the Notebook with everything we talked about, like Gina Rollins, um, and also just characters, the aging. memory and Alzheimer's in both yep. um, dementia. Um, we this movie really reminded me a lot of the uh, the hours. Okay. Yep. With you know awkward dinner parties and going to visit. I wrote um, that down too. Yeah. You know, yeah. And different, uh, a, a different like people at different. I mean, they, that was different generations. Different but this yeah. is people. And the same with August County. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think probably some connections to Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. Yep, just, that like, was the other one house. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Was the um, the two sets of couples, one older, one younger, and mm-hmm. there's constantly a feeling of like gamesmanship going on. Like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what each one is doing, like what they, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, musical, you know, yep. we did have we had Damn Yankees as a musical. Sure. We also across had the universe, yep. across the universe, yep. So, Yesterday, um, uh, and uh, uh, don't forget Tony Collette. So we've seen Tony Collette a couple oh, yeah. times this year. Um, we um, saw Muriel's wedding, Muriel's wedding, and she was also in the hours as well. I don't yep. remember who there she played in the hours, but she, she was, was in the hours. She was the girlfriend, right? Melchior's yes. girlfriend. I think so. I don't remember. Was it girlfriend or wife? I can't remember if they had been married yet. Uh, that, that movie yeah. was like six months ago. You're asking me. I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, yeah. uh, and I also put on another childhood bedroom. We've had lots of childhood bedrooms childhood this bedrooms. fall. Plenty with, of those, uh, yeah. Poltergeist, E.T., World Worlds. Little Giants. Um, yeah. And then we had the movie poster in David's uh, bedroom mm-hmm. in the Sky. Yep. So. Um, did we did we know anything more about the whole Dave Roberts Zemeckis movie? Like what that was inspired by or... I think it's just inspired by like shitty movies and like this is what brings this guy joy is watching like a terrible Fair. and like a kind of shade to Robert Zemeckis, I guess. Like this is supposed to be, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be like Welcome to Marwin or something. Like right, that, right, right. That really weird one that he made with like 
stop motion. Fake action, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was just like, it was interesting, and it's all, it also comes at an interesting point, like just about a halfway point of this movie. Right. So, um, yeah, we haven't had right. anything else like really like that's like don't go in the basement really this year. Not really, no. So, uh, Chaplin also in terms of uh, memories yeah. of your life, like thinking sure. back on your life at the end yeah. of it. And being documented by, yeah. So there you yeah. go. So, uh, all right. Uh, movie map. I uh, think there's a pretty clear one. But, yeah. uh, uh, do, 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 do. do you want me to give mine? Because I, I feel like mine is very obvious. Um, was Meet the Parents last year? I, I'm yes. only just now looking at the list. Uh, yes. Meet the Parents. Yeah. Yes. Was was, yep. Yep. <laughs> Meet the Parents was a big one. Uh, this movie has not come up, though. I did look. I was surprised. I figured this might have come up at some point and been suggested, yeah. especially by my brother, because I know how much he loves this movie, but it's yeah. not been suggested. Um, but yes, uh, the only other, you know, if we did, did we do any Robert Zemeckis? Oh, yeah, obviously, we did Back to the Future. So if we wanted yeah, to do Robert Zemeckis, we could uh, Robert Zemeckis back to this movie. But, yeah. Oh. All right. right. And one last thing. Yep. Uh, so we talked a lot about the scene at the house. Um and how this movie has a lot of elements of Fargo in it was something I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a dinner scene where Tony Collette, David Thewlis, Jesse Plemons, and Jesse Buckley are all sitting around the dinner table. And it struck me that three out of the four people in that movie, in that scene, had all been on different seasons of the yep. TV show Fargo. I wrote that down too. So Jesse Buckley was in season four. Yep. which just aired. Jesse Plemons was in season two. Yep. And David Thewlis was in season three. Correct. So the only person missing is Tony Collette. Let's get Tony Collette on Fargo, damn it. On season five, yeah. Yeah, so that we could complete the quadrilogy. Yeah. And that that's my one last thing, because it struck me when I, when I realized it, I was like, I wonder if they filmed this movie while they were filming season three of Fargo. Or season four of Fargo. Maybe season four. Like, yeah, yeah I think was... season three had already aired. Um, okay. No, I, I definitely yeah. wrote that down and <laughs> had Fargo. Uh, spoiler, in case anybody suggested yeah. Fargo. We've already done Fargo. It was our first episode. Yeah, it was a very uh, first movie. Yeah, the Fargo would be a very good connection between the like old boxy car in the snow and just like the... And then, like, this is another one of those movies that you're watching and it just makes you cold. Well, and as it. they're driving down the road, they're basically passing like the landscape that... Could have been where they carried the money of Fargo. True. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it was. It reminded me a lot of Fargo in that way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. Um, I think I already touched on all my one last things because okay. mine. I was going to talk about the Burr Blizzard thing. How I like that line. Oh yeah. Um, and um, I talked about the phone oh. call. Yeah. Speaking what you get my one thing. last thing? Yeah. What? Sorry. What? What was the deal with the girl with the rash? What was she trying to? I have no idea. I do not I need know. somebody was... to tell me. I need some explainer podcast to tell me what the point of the girl with the rash was and what she was trying to convey. The only thing I can think of, is it possible that the two girls were the girls that old janitor Jake walks by in the um in the hall? Oh, the and that they're not real. Yeah. Were they were they like memories of like the students and he's placing the students into this be. memory of going, or maybe it's just some weird memory he had from going to a Dairy Queen as a kid. Yeah. And, um, and you know, the people that he interacted with there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tasty Town, is that what it's called? Tooley Town? Something like that? Yeah, Tooley Town. Tooley Town, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. It's okay. Actually, here's my one last thing. This okay, is, I had this at the top of my notes, Doc, because it was going to be my uh, things I messed up on the Vanilla Sky episode last week. That's yes. going to be my one last thing. It's my memory of Vanilla Sky. Um, 
a couple connections that we did not talk about. One is that Vanilla Sky last week was the fourth movie that we did this year with the so- the the title of the movie was the song title. Oh, there you so, go. So uh, we had Vanilla Sky as one. We had My Blue Heaven as another. Uh, Dazed and Confused yep. as another. Um, across the universe. Mamma Mia. Oh, so it's more than that. Uh, yeah, across, across the, the universe. universe as well. Yeah. Um, and yesterday. And once. And yeah, yeah, and yesterday. So and seven once, yeah. movies that were all song titles. I mean, once, I think once might have been a song title for that movie, so we can say six. But Across the Universe, Yesterday, Mamma Mia, um, Days to Confuse. I think I wasn't counting Days to Confuse. My Blue Heaven. Uh, Ghost Riders yeah. in the Sky. And Vanilla Sky. Yes, and Ghost Riders in the Sky. So, um, yes, lots of lots of song titles as movies. So that was a big connection I missed last week. Also, oh, I- um, Going to Vanilla Sky, and you can skip forward like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this, but they do talk a lot about like at the end of the movie about um, what David is going through at the end of that movie mm. as like entertainment. Um, right. The Kurt Russell character runs up and he says, uh, the afterlife is entertainment now or, you know, whatever right. he says. And, um, you know, throughout that movie, we're seeing references to movies and music mm. and different forms of entertainment. And so there is a whole theme in Vanilla Sky of entertainment that we didn't really touch on mm-hmm. last week. I do think like it's an interesting through line and theme. And actually, it's probably a good connection to I'm thinking of endings because there's a through line of entertainment. Fair. Yeah. So. Nice. Cool. All right. So uh, right. final score, 3.14 pi. Uh, I'm sure yep. we suggest pi for next week is another Absolutely weird not. Yeah. But we could. Uh, we could. All right. But we are going to see what the listeners and us brought as suggestions. Um, so we're going to start. Our listeners' suggestions. Once we pick our movie for next week, make sure you send in your feedback at Ladder Movie on Twitter and Instagram. Movieletter at gmail.com is the way to email us. You can send uh, your next movie suggestions, your score, your feedback. Even if you watched the movie a while ago, uh, still send it in, but always good to revisit. All right. We start with Jenny, and she says, I would like to watch Jesse Plemons in all things. Let's do mm-hmm. Power of the Dog. Nice. Uh, and, oh, look at this. She's couching her feedback. If you haven't done it already, how about Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense? Uh, I would have a very similar vibe to this movie. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I always like the basement door definitely reminds me mm, of The Sixth Sense. For sure. I always forget that she's the mom in The Sixth Sense. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Because she's, yeah, it's, she's had a lot of, like, not forgettable roles, but, like, unheralded roles. Unheralded, yeah. Unheralded. Although she might have been nominated for her role in The Sixth Sense. Was she? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh Let's see. Tony Collette, The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, was she nominated? I feel like she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Who it might have been a Golden Globe, not an Oscar. Um, um, speaking of Shamalan, why don't you read Jim's? Okay. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yep. She was nominated. She did not win. Haley Joel, nice. lots of nominations. Yep. Best Picture, Best Director, Supporting Actor. Haley Joel Osment was, rec- was Supporting Actor. He was the, yeah. he was not the Supporting Actor. He was the lead. Because he was a child, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably. Child, please. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jim taking one off of my list. This is one I actually added to my list while we were talking. Uh, oh, no. How about a recent suspenseful movie that deals with time and aging by another writer-director who did his best work around the turn of the century old, 2021? M. Night mm-hmm. Shyamalan also has some nice side connections to White Lotus. Mm. M. Night Shyamalan write White Lotus or something? Um, no, it's because it's a resort, right? In oh, the, yeah, yeah. Is there, isn't it a resort community? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does, it does take yeah. place at a resort. Okay, that's okay, cool. Resort. So, uh, yes, I did, uh, as we were talking, I put old on my list. I guess I can nice. take it off of my list, but yes. 
All right. Uh, next one, Olin. Uh, yes, very Lynchy vibes from this yeah. movie. David Lynch vibes. So he has Mulholland Drive, a dystopian dreamlike adventure with memory fragments and some big musical scenes to close out. Have you ever uh, seen uh, Mulholland Drive? Yes, I've I, seen it I twice. I never understand it. <laughs> I've never just, seen I, it. Uh, yeah. David Lynch movies are just strange. Uh, yeah, for sure. Lost yeah, Highway, especially. Yeah. Uh, they just don't. They they don't usually work for me, but I would not be opposed to trying it, especially because you've never seen Mulholland Drive. We just mm-hmm. do. Weird movie Brendan's never seen November. Be our month. Our weird November. Yeah. Yeah. But it has to be only movies you've never seen that are weird. Uh, next one, 1993 Naked. David Thewlis in his greatest performance, a tour de force, a true tour de force, as he continuously philosophizes on life, relationships, and anything else that comes to mind. Interesting. Uh, also, that we had a naked character in this movie. Oh yeah, true, true. Uh, and then for Avi, he didn't even put a he didn't even put a reason. I think reason. he just texted me and said, uh, "This should explain itself." He has Oklahoma from 1956. Yep, makes sense to me. All right, Oklahoma, Alex Oklahoma. Alex O says a movie where instead of actors playing different versions of themselves, they play completely different people across space and time. Cloud Atlas. Hmm, That's a weird movie I haven't seen. One of my few Tom Hanks blind spots. Uh, another Charlie Kaufman movie, Synecdoche, New York. Unless Brendan says never again that he never wants to rewatch it, in which case uh, Anomalisa, which Anomalisa is on my list, uh, so we'll we'll include both of those. We'll now, have you both. seen Anomalisa? I know I've not. Okay, good to know. Um, and so I have to take that off my list. All right. Uh, and then he says instead of a snowy dream nightmare, one that takes place in a desert, wake in fright. Excellent. I don't never know heard that of movie, but I, I'm curious. I'm curious by the title for sure. Uh, not waking life, wake and fright. Wake All right, fright. Megan the Librarian has Wild Rose. Part of the reason I was excited to watch it, thinking of ending things, is that I saw Wild Rose at TIFF, Toronto International oh. Film Festival, and was so impressed by Jesse Buckley's great starring turn as the aspiring Scottish country singer. Uh, Wild Rose, I know, is a favorite of Sammy Chester's as well. Nice. Uh, then Megan continues, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Another reason I was excited to watch him thinking of ending things is that this beautiful Charlie Kaufman films is one of my favorites of all time. Nice. And uh, then Velvet Goldmine is her last one from 1998. Basically, I'm thinking of ending things. Seemed like something I should really enjoy because I lo- also love Tony Collette, who is one of the stars of Velvet Goldmine. And go. I'm so pleased to see that this surreal film, inspired by the life of David Bowie, is finally available to watch online, though only to rent, unfortunately. Bummer. All right. Then we got Stefan, and he says, I am not recommending Eternal Sunshine, <laughs> a movie I love, but I really don't want to reward Char- Charlie Kaufman with another movie so soon. <laughs> That's how much I dislike this. Uh, I like that he he considers us picking the movie and rewarding Charlie Kaufman. Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fair. All right, so his ones that he will suggest, A Beautiful Mind, it inspired this movie so much the dialogue was stolen word for word at one point. Um, oh, man. I did not pick up on that. Did not either, I, but I, also I seen did it notice A Beautiful Mind was one of the movies in Jake's childhood bedroom. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I put it on my list, but I did not uh, I did not realize that there was a line taken from it. That's fun. Uh, next one, a movie that I watched last week, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. David Thewlis is in this franchise, and I appreciate he didn't say who, and it involves a weird little boy going to a big magical school. So school, right. David David Schoolis maybe could be our title connection. David, David Schoolis. <laughs> uh, why is it the philosopher's stone and not the sorcerer's stone it's the british versus english version right because they didn't want to yeah but the book is 
it's Sorcerer's Stone, right? Or it was the original version of the book Philosopher's Stone? It is the Philosopher's Stone, yeah. But they all, and then, so and then they, they said kids, kids in America won't understand what a philosopher is. Change it to something else, and they changed. So it. they did like a, a control American F releases find and replace yeah. for philo yeah. for philosopher with sorcerer, yeah. and then reprinted yeah. the book. Basically, yes. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one is the Get Out. American print. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Get Out. A couple visiting one of their parents. This one there is more go. of a horror movie. Yep. So. Um. All right, and then uh, I don't. Is my brother close things? Hey, Aaron. Aaron Brooks, my brother, yeah. suggests The Lost Daughter for Jesse Buckley. Ten Things I Hate About You for having yep. things in the title. Also, you know, romantic. We yep. get that romantic comedy. Um, mm -hmm. And then, uh, speaking of little Harry Potter and Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> no. Swiss Army Man dealing with suicidal thoughts and hallucinations, dream sequences in the main character's head. Uh, so this yep. is why I said that um, we had somebody who had a take on the end. Do you think at all that, that I'm thinking of anything just suicidal thoughts at the end no. of the movie? No, I thought it was just he's dying. I don't think it's suicidal. Okay, yeah. I don't know. No. I do think the title makes you think of, like I'm thinking of ending things as a very suicidal right. title. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe it's yeah. Maybe I was I, I guess if anybody skipped ahead to this portion, uh yeah, hopefully didn't listen to that. All right. I have not that seen Swiss Army Man. I'd like to. Um I've oh, heard yeah, it's okay. incredibly weird. It's yeah. very it's very arty farty, and I yep. say that in a good way. Um, all right. Um I get to go first of two of us this week. I am also gonna pick a movie where a young man takes his girlfriend to meet his parents for the first time. This came out a couple of years ago, maybe around the same time as this movie. Uh, and I'm going to go with Ready or Not, which I have not seen, but I've heard good things about. What was the, re what was the connection of Ready or Not? Just like... Uh, um, meeting the parents. Meeting yeah. the parents. He's taking taking his girlfriend to meet his parents for the first ah, time. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah, that's all I know about the movie. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm also going to pick a movie where... A uh, couple is having a problematic relationship that nothing is as it seems. This movie just came to HBO Max. Uh, Lawrence Pugh, Harry Styles, Don't Worry Darling. Not the one I thought you were talking about. I would um, be interested to revisit it with you on the podcast um, and see if I changed my mind. So the connection it. there was nothing is as it seems? Correct. Or was there a, is there a meeting nothing the Nothing is as it element? seems, yeah. Is, so that's it? There's not a meeting the parents element to that or anything? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, being John Malkovich, I've never actually, I haven't, I think I saw it in college, but I have no memory of it. I'm going to throw that on there. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah, Malkovich. Malkovich. And then for, um, let's see. Um, I, is there any connection between this and worst person in the world? I wrote it down, but I don't know enough about Worst Person in the World, so maybe not. What the hell is Worst Person in the World? Why can't I think of what that movie is? That's the movie that came out last year that everybody said was the best movie of the year. Oh. The I mean, yeah. I, 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 that was my number one movie from last year. I was just not in the right headspace. Worst Person in okay. the World. Um, I mean, there's some, like, real... I don't think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Then I'm going to do Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Ah. For our Dave, my David Thewlis connection. Uh... For my uh, Jesse Plemons connection, I'm going to go with other people. And then do I want to do one more? Yeah, why not? For my Tony Collette co connection, I'm going to go with Hereditary. So there we ah, go. The movie you said Those you never wanted idea. to watch again. Yeah. I, would watch it. I would watch it for you. Uh, other people, what is that? What is other people? Other people is a Jesse Plemons rom-com 
that came out a few years ago that seems people people seem to like it. I don't really know anything about it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I got to look at my list because things have been taken off. Um, Man. But not that many, actually. So Eternal Sunshine was on my list. That's gone now. Uh, Beautiful Mind was on my list. That's gone. Old was on my list. That's gone. Uh, but I still got a lot of other ones. So the first one I will do is a mm-hmm. uh, creepy. We have a creepy house. Okay. Movie's not what it seems. Um, and there's even a line watching those scary movies. You get the idea. Uh, it's a movie that I thought you were going to be talking about just now. It is the one that is just recently came to HBO Max. We both just recently watched on HBO Max. It'll be a uh, yeah. very quickly after uh, Barbarian. Yep. There you um, go. Don't go, you know, the, uh, yeah. Don't yep. say it. Don't yep. say anything. Just shut up. <laughs> just go to your next movie. Uh, since we both <laughs> just watched Barbarian, if we do do Barbarian, I would like to get a guest who hasn't seen it. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, that can be fun. Jake loved trivia. Uh, quiz show is about trivia. I've never seen quiz show. So I don't know if it's the best connection, but show's good. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Jake loved trivia. How about game night? Jesse Plemons plays some games. Yeah. Game night was on my also rant. Yeah. Um, we have a Robert Zemeckis film. Why not a Robert Zemeckis film? Uh, creepy. It's one I haven't rewatched in a long time. Um, Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, What Lies Beneath. Ooh, so one. creepy. Robert Zemeckis' Creepy House maybe is the mm. uh, title connection. And one more. Um, how about Annette? Um, just all I know about Annette is there's people dancing on the cover of Annette, and there's people dancing yeah. in the last scene of yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's a good connection. We can do okay. Annette. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a good connection. I like that. Uh, other, uh, he does say also rans, which I know is Brendan's favorite word when we're doing our, uh, so Jesse Plummers does say also rans in this movie. Uh, so some of my also rans, The Breakup, uh, Dial M for Murder, and They Live. Nice. Oh, and one more. Uh, another movie that shares a cast connection to the customer in the diner in the movie within the movie is in the movie Armageddon Time that just came out. But that oh, yeah. streaming, so I didn't want to put that on my list. Bummer. So that's it for you? You're just going to do this for Okay, because I feel uh, no, bad that, Barbarian, that I did Barbarian six. Barbarian, Quiz Show, Game Night, What Lies Beneath in a Net, so five. Barbarian, Quiz Show, Game Night, What Lies Beneath five. Okay, cool. All right, um, let's take it from the top and see what we've got. All right, uh, Power of the Dog, The Sixth Sense, Old, Mulholland Drive, Naked, Oklahoma, Cloud Atlas, Schenectady, New York, Anomalisa, Wake and Fright, Wild Rose, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Velvet Goldmine, A Beautiful Mind, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Get Out, The Lost Daughter, Ten Things I Hate About You, Swiss Army Man, Ready or Not, Don't Worry Darling, Being John Malkovich, Prisoner of Azkaban, Other People, Hereditary, Barbarian, Quiz Show, Game Night, What Lies Beneath, and Annette, Zach, you get to go first this week. Ooh, all right. Lots to choose from. Um, yeah. And I, like, I Jim put old on his list, which I do think, like, mm. I, old is not as, like, you know, anti, it's not as anti-Brendan as, um, as I think. And there's, like, some very interesting connections with the kind of the way the movie's done. But I also have Anomalisa on my top 10 list of 2015, like mm. top five of 2015. I really, really, I think that, I think Anomalisa is like, I think it's Charlie Kaufman's best and most emotionally moving. So I interesting struggling to choose between Anomalisa and old and you haven't seen either. Correct. Correct. 
And I don't want to see, I didn't want to see old, remember? Yeah, I, I, old but will be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine with yeah, old. It's 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 not old. as, it's not as, I mean, it's <laughs> it's creepy, but it's not, and there's a lot to talk about. It's, it's definitely a creepy movie, but it's kind of good. Um, I'm just checking. I'm going only based on streaming. So okay. old is on HBO Max, and Anomalisa is on Canopy. Um, okay. And, but Anomalisa has David Thewlis in it. Um, and now I have a Canopy account. All right. I think David, uh, David Thoos. <sighs> I don't know. I, I know I should pick. Uh, so Gael Garcia Bernal is the lead in old. Um, oh, love that guy. And. Uh, that's, yeah. All right. We're going to, I'm going to put old. I do it's love Anomalisa though. <laughs> I know. We're, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I'm going to, I know. I'm like struggling with what I'm going to pick. I'm going to put. Don't even know what going for it yet. So. Old is, old is my pick from the listeners. <laughs> Fine. All right, I will do my listener pick next as well. Um, there's a lot of good stuff to go with here. I actually thought about um, Schenectady, New York. I know we talked about it. Um, Cloud Atlas is tempting just because um, you and I have both never seen it, and it is getting close to T. Thanksgiving. Um, Wild Rose sounds really good. I've never seen it. Even if we don't pick that, I'm going to, you know, Gonna gonna put it on my list just because I've never heard of it and it sounds really cool. Um, sounds like my kind of movie, basically. Yeah, you and Sammy Chester can nerd out. Um, Swiss Army Man. I mean, if we had done weird Swiss Army Man, it'd be perfect for this week. Yep. Um, I actually think that I want to steer away from doing back to back Charlie Kaufman. Um, I think that I'm gonna go with. Oh, this is really hard. Ugh. Oh, wait, there's a cast. <laughs> See, it is. I'm, I'm glad that you're struggling with your I'm gonna, pick as much as me. So I'm going to go with Velvet Goldmine for the Tony Collette connection and because it's wow. something completely different than the last couple of movies that we've done. So I think it would be really great. Um, I'm going to go with Velvet Goldmine. Wow, that is not where I thought you were going to go. All right. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Uh, so... I'm leaning towards Don't Worry Darling on uh-huh. your list. I mean, um, you would. Uh, but I just, is there is the connection strong enough? Because this week, we, I didn't feel like the connection was that strong. It's kind of like the connection between this one and the one last week, where we can't really talk about it without spoiling anything in the movie. All right, fuck it. Yeah, Don't, <laughs> don't Worry Darling. I'll put that on my list. <laughs> I'm, I have not heard the best things. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've seen it. It's, you know. I, Ready or Not is very fun. Um yeah, Ready or Not is how I thought you would go, just because I haven't yeah. seen that. Um, and it would be very different. Um, I knew there was no chance you would pick Prisoner of Azkaban. But well, I, I mean, I'm going to oh, watch Prisoner of Azkaban I know. possibly tonight. So I know, I which is why I threw it on there. You're going to watch it anyway. So Yeah, you know. I don't want to have to wait till next uh, yeah, till til next week to yeah. watch it. And I, I wanted to throw you a bone by putting Hereditary on there, a movie I said I would never rewatch, yeah, no, but, you know, no, I would watch um, it. Um, I would yeah. watch it for you. Uh yeah, don't worry, darling. He's good. What are you, so what are you picking from my list? Uh, don't worry, don't darling. Worry, darling. Yeah. All right, cool. So you get to pick from mine, Barbarian <sighs> Quiz Show, Game Night, What Lies Beneath in a Net. This is tough. Um, I think I know where you're going to go, but I think I know where you should go. I'm glad that we're both... There's, a really, there's a really fun pick, and then there's another really fun pick, but I don't think the connection is strong enough with What Lies Beneath. 
I think we're going to have a lot of fun with what, what lies beneath. But I, I think, think that, I, that's the one I think you should. I mean, don't listen to me, but I think I, mean, I don't know if the connection's strong enough. Probably. There's a Robert Zemeckis. They're making fun of Robert Zemeckis in this movie, and there's that's a Robert Zemeckis film. Are but, we going to make fun of Robert Zemeckis on the podcast with Mike? No. Um, Sorry. Language. I kind of want to go game night just for the Jesse Clemens of it all, because it'd be really fun. Game night's fun. Um, I want to go game night because I think it'll be really fun to do game night. Um, right. I'm going to do game night from your list, and it's Jesse Plemons. It's he's really great in it. Um, Jesse, it is maybe the best Jesse Plemons, and it's something very different than what we've been doing lately. So mm-hmm. our final four are old, Velvet Goldmine, Don't Worry Darling, and Game Night. I would say very four very different movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that you and I would have a good conversation about Don't Worry, Darling. Um, I just, is that I a just conversation don't know just that... the two of us could have? Uh... It is a conversation that just the two of us could have, and okay. I don't know that the I don't know that I want to put the audience the audience through having to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like it. Nobody likes it. Even my brother doesn't like this movie. Except, yeah. Uh, David. Oh no, Josh Larson gave it four stars. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, you sure you don't I, want to pick being John Malkovich for my list this year? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, I, I picked what I picked. Um, All right. I think we're between old and game night. I, I think we Double are. Gold mine um, looks interesting. Um, I definitely like. I do like Todd Hayden's movie. It's got a great cast. Um, Tony Collette's in it. But yeah, I think the I, fact that it's only rentable is. I'd rather avoid that. Um, yeah. I'd also like to to remind you that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough weekend. It's gonna be a short week. Um, yeah. I'm gonna be back very late on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd like to, I'd like to do something low key where on Monday. Um, I well, think, old, I think game night is the way to go. I think old is the way to go because you haven't seen it. I think we should lean and we go weird movie. Brendan hasn't seen November. So oh old. man. Well, uh, sorry, we just gonna call this old November. No, we're gonna, in, call weird we're gonna movie, call this old November. Weird movies. Brendan hasn't seen November. Um, That's a very bad title. What is this, a Doughboys? Yeah. Yard, yeah. Dope Brendan Fest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, old isn't very long. It's a pretty right, quick, we'll like, it goes pretty quick. Uh, time right, goes fine. quickly. It could, might be our title connection. I'm um, so old. It's a beach where people get old. All right. Well, we'll I cannot we're doing, we're doing old. But, you know, your guy from Andor. Oh, yeah, that's true. My guy, my guy from Andor is in it. And yes. wait, which guy? Isn't Guy Girls Garcia Bernal? No, it's the other one. Oh, Daniel Luna's. Luna is, da- oh, Daniel Luna's oh, in. My bad. In yeah, Guy Garcia Bernal was. Mix those two up. Nice try. Yes. No, well, Guy Garcia Bernal was uh, Werewolf by Night. Yes. Uh, fantastic. Well, e2 Mama Tom Bien were you know. E2 Mama like Tom a, Brendan. Yeah, it's like a weird. <laughs> and you know that was another one about a beach. Um, true. True. Old probably you know old probably could have come up. Um, yeah, I I I, uh, I don't know. It's a polarizing movie, but I the I liked it more the further away from old I got. Um, okay. So. Well, I'm excited to find out. Um, I I hope the listeners are excited as we are to jump into the Shamalamaverse. <laughs> yeah. Shamalamaverse. We, we had we had both of both uh, this and Six Sense come up too because mm-hmm. we had Tony Collette. That's true. Yeah. Um, there's some fun casts in here. Um, cool. Well, I don't want to know anything more about it. I think I know pretty much what the movie is, but. It is uh, it, it is a high concept movie, as they say. It is a uh-huh. beach where people get old. 
So well, what an elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do, what, what are your thoughts on M. Night Shyamalan? Maybe we can say that for next week, but do you have I, a... Let's, let's save it for next week. Um, right. You know, I think, I, I don't think that I have any hot take M.M. Shyamalan thoughts, but we'll, we'll find out next week. All right. I'm excited. Cool. All right, we're doing old next week. Uh, so we're going from 2020 to 2021. Who knows? Maybe in uh, old is 150th episode. That's great. The podcast gets wait, what, wait, what wait, wait. It? Is it that the podcast gets older and we stay the same age? Is that what it is? Uh, Brendan, we are <laughs> almost three years older than we were when we started this podcast. I'm <laughs> so old. Oh my god, we're doing old next week. All right, well, uh, old. Uh, Brendan, besides seeing me, what else are you going to see this week? Uh, I'm going to see Michigan State hopefully beat Rutgers. Uh, hopefully, um, and, or I will be thinking of ending things. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night, I'm going to see Wakanda Forever ah, with nice. uh, our buddy Anthony. Uh, so really excited for that. So that's gonna, probably going to be my best thing I watch this week next week. Um, I, too, may be going to see Wakanda Forever on Thursday night. Um, nice. Also, so, uh, Brendan, tonight I have, uh, I just got Ace in the Hole from the library to watch for Criterion. Fantastic. But I also need to watch Prisoner of Azkaban. Which one should I watch first? You should watch Prisoner of Azkaban. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm really... I don't know if these movies are are good or not. Like, I don't know if people like these movies. I am Depends on your definition of good. I am really liking watching the Harry Potter movies after reading the books. They're fun. They're so different than what I pictured in my mind reading those books. Good job. And it's interesting to see. And I do love... uh, What's his name? That did Prisoner of Azkaban, the director. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. I... He makes great movies. I, this is one that has been on my list. I've been very excited to see it. So I think, uh, you know, Thulis Tuesday, maybe I just I just hop into that once I get this podcast nice. posted. So, um, and we are both going to be watching Old. We're also both going to be together this weekend. Yep. Uh, so, you know, when we're together, we tend to take some sort of picture. And uh, we, we'll we post age on gracefully. Hopefully we're aging gracefully on right, Instagram. Right, yes. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> we should put an old filter on our Instagram picture. No, I don't think I don't think we I need think to. I think we're old I think enough. we're going to do that. Yeah. All right. yeah. All we right. promise well, gonna... to post an old filter Instagram picture, if we remember. Yeah. And so follow us at Ladder Movie on, on Yeah, Instagram exactly. For all of that hot content. Yep. Uh, and next week, check it out on HBO Max. We're watching old... Also check out Andor, uh, both oh, yeah. the show on Disney Plus and the podcast on Post Show Recaps. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Can't wait to get back to it this week. Good point. I um yeah. I did watch the first three episodes of Andor. Listen to yes. your podcast. Very good. Nice job. Thanks, you have good buddy. chemistry with your hosts. It's like you're well practiced at this. I mean, LT and Rich are very good co-hosts. So you know. Nice. All right. Well, next week, going to the beach, Brandon. We're going back to the beach. Yeah. We want, are, are we going to do the beach in two weeks? Uh, maybe. Um, who would have thought if you would have if you would have said uh, back when we started this podcast, episode 150, you're watching old <laughs> Survivor back to the beach. Uh, do you remember what we did for episode 50? You probably don't. No. Bad times of the El Royale. Oh, that nice. was fun. Good. That you was our bonus for... one that we weren't originally going to do. Right? Yeah, we had to like sneak that one in. Yeah, because we we'd missed a week. Uh, episode 100. I think we picked this to be a milestone movie for episode 100. Uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off was episode. Oh, 100. yeah, that makes sense. Yep. yep. And episode 50 is old. <laughs> uh, but the the pod the the movie is old, but the podcast will be new.
So let's get. I, there's probably some great reviews on Letterboxd. Oh my god. Yeah. Morgan gave this half a star and said, "I'm thinking of ending my Netflix subscription." Uh, Morgan. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, Karsten, kind of like me. I had to pee for most of this, but luckily this movie convinced yeah. me that the moment I had to pee happened 60 years ago, so I'm good. And also, my pants are soaked. Yeah. Um. Uh, Scott Tobias called this Kaufman's easily least accessible film, but unmistakably the work of a filmmaker who has been single, singularly creative in finding ways to express interiority on screen. So four stars from Scott Tobias. Yeah, people are kind of all over. Like, I mean, the letterbox reviewers, like our listeners, are all over the map. All over the place, man. I mean, there's so many four and a halfs and halves. It's wild. Uh, Wild west out here. Quentin says, uh, Okay, Netflix. Okay, Charlie, what's this movie about? Charlie, about. <laughs> Sums up that movie. And then Ryder, yep. I think we can close with Ryder. Ryder says, hey, Siri, I'm thinking of ending things explained. <laughs> Hopefully that's what we did on this podcast. I hope so, too. I hope people had a good time. I can't wait to see you in a couple days. Yeah, see you in a few days. And uh, see the listeners next week for old.